What's up, everyone? Happy Labor Day. I hope you are all getting the much-deserved day off, rest day that you can. Um, I know I sure need it because I am exhausted after this weekend, but I'm so excited to share all the fun things that I've had planned. Um, and if you follow me on Instagram at Journey into Paul's Imagination, you probably have seen that we have done so much from Thursday to now. Today is Monday, and we still have more later tonight. Um, and I can't wait to talk all about it, share all about what's been going on. Um, one of our best friends, Sam, came down uh, from Myrtle Beach this weekend. So we we planned a lot of fun things to do, including staying at Disney's uh, Grand Floridian Resort, doing Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, um, eating at some new dinners, eating at some old dinners that I love, um, going to all the parks. I mean, I feel like I haven't done a weekend like this in probably, honestly, I wouldn't even be surprised if I haven't done it as an annual pass holder um, in the last year. Normally, I'm the type of person that will go in you know, for a day, go for dinner, maybe go on a few rides and leave. So uh, the waking up at, you know, 7, 7.30 every morning, getting for park open, it's it's beating my butt. But I'm excited to tell you guys all about it because um, there's so much to talk about. But first, I have to get into some park news. Um, not much, of course, with Labor Day weekend and with D23 coming up next week, which we're going to have so much fun talking about that next week. Um, for those who aren't as familiar with D23, it is the expo where Disney will release brand new information for their parks, experiences, and products for Marvel Studios, for Lucasfilm, um, and some of their other uh, companies that, they, that they're the parent company for. So we're going to get a lot of new you know, a lot of new news next week, uh, next weekend. I'll be excited to talk about this that next week, but I'm excited to just talk about the parks today. Um, and of course we, we got to start with, with some of the, uh, the park news that we do have. Um, so as of actually yesterday, September 4th, uh, at Disney's animal kingdom, the Dino Lane character meet and greets have returned. So that includes, uh, I think Chip and Dale are there. Donald is there. I believe Daisy's there. Goofy um, and a few other characters in their Dino Land outfits. They are back, um, and we're just beginning to see more and more character meet and greets return. I haven't really seen too many new ones outside of uh, the ones you know that I saw at Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Um, but it slowly seems like more and more we are seeing character meet and greets return. So. Uh, that's good to see. It's a good sign to see that, you know, we're just getting more entertainment back in the parks. Gideon's Bakehouse. If you're a cookie fan and never been, you have to go. Probably my favorite cookie place out there currently. I'm always torn between Gideon's and Crumble, but I think my Crumble face has ended. And I know I could always get a good Gideon's cookie, even if I don't get it all the time. Um, but Gideon's Bakehouse, they rotate uh, their specialty cookie and... Uh, Sometimes they'll do like a specialty cake or a specialty coffee. So this month they're actually releasing a peanut butter cold brew cookie, which sounds fantastic, and a French toast nitro cold brew, which sounds phenomenal. So I'm really excited to check it out. It's going to be through the end of the month. So um, if you're local and you like Gideon's Bakehouse, highly recommend. They sound amazing, and Gideon's Bakehouse always has a lot of great options. But the biggest news, the biggest park news that I wasn't expecting to receive this week, 
um, or at least not until D23, but cast rehearsals of Fantasmic have begun at Disney's Hollywood Studios. That means we are just inching closer and closer to the reopening of Fantasmic. Um, I still feel like we probably have another month personally that I think until we get it back, but I would not be surprised if October 1st we hear that Fantasmic is returning. Um, the fact that cast rehearsals are going on is incredible. There are There is a new scene that's being added, so um, I'm sure that there's a few things that need to happen before uh, the show can return, but that is super exciting news. I know we're we're still going we're going back to Disney's Hollywood Studios later on tonight and it just doesn't feel right without fireworks. And I know they do have shows on the Chinese theater um but it it's not the same. Like Fantasmic really is the perfect way to end your day after Disney's Hollywood Studios night. Um and I'm excited for its return and I hope, you know, you have the chance to be able to come and see it when when it returns. Moving over to some entertainment news, um it was announced or reported that Taika Waititi will not return for the still-in-development Thor 5. This probably comes down to just the box office uh, or lack of box office success from Thor Love and Thunder. A lot of mixed reviews. I think I spoke about how I enjoyed the movie, but it it wasn't the wasn't the movie that I would have wanted. And that I don't think Taika Waititi was you know the the correct director for a movie that is going to include a super dark villain. So. Um, doesn't look like Taika Waititi will return. Um, I hope that they still keep an open mind and potentially give return for something else Marvel. I just don't think Thor Love and Thunder should have been a movie that was more humorous. I think that is when they should have went a darker route with Thor, in my opinion. Um, the Mighty Ducks Game Changer Season 2 trailer released, and I'm excited. I really enjoyed Season 1. I thought it was... Um, surprising you know because it, it is still geared a little bit more towards children but it is a fun show and um i'm excited i believe that's going to release on september 28th so that comes out later this month um the simpsons welcome to the club short releases this thursday september 8th so that will be part of disney plus day uh which will include releases like pinocchio cars on the road we're going to get another episode of she hulk uh so thursday expect a lot because there's going to be a lot of new on disney plus speaking of disney plus and she hulk um I don't know if you guys had watched uh, episode three of She-Hulk yet, but the post-credit scene with Megan the Stallion is hilarious. I usually I don't like to talk about shows while they're ongoing because I like to give my feedback at the end. But um, it was really funny to see Megan the Stallion included in the show. I feel like they're really emphasizing on the humor, and I think it works really well. Um, so I'm excited to, to see where it continues. But if you haven't seen the episode, you got to go watch it. It's hilarious. And last thing, um, for those who aren't aware, Winnie the Pooh and the characters of Winnie the Pooh actually have entered the public domain within the last six months or so. So there's actually a Winnie the Pooh horror movie releasing called Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. I'm not going to lie. It looks hilarious, um, like a, a very funny horror movie. It's going to be super corny, super chinzy. It's about Christopher Robin basically abandoning his friends and they become killers. As a horror fan, I... I I know it's going to probably be really bad, but it's going to be really bad in a funny way. Um, and I'm very excited to to see the the mess or maybe the surprisingly good film it turns out to be. I don't know if it's going to come out on a streaming service yet or if it's going to come out um, 
in theaters. It's not a Disney produced movie. So if you're wondering Disney plus, it is absolutely not a Disney movie. Um, I think it's an independent film. So, uh, we'll see more to come on that. Now, last week I teased the idea of adding a section to the podcast of new things for APs to do. Like what can you do that you may have not, uh, known about or done? Um, and honestly, I just, you know, I put some things together that for me, um, that I got to experience as an annual pass holder going to the parks that I felt like was new. For instance, just this morning alone, um, on Rise of the Resistance, there was a, um, a part of the show scene there or a separate part of the attraction that I had never gone up, um, don't really know the best way to explain it, but it's like an ATT eventually is trying to shoot at you. I had never had that scene before, so I thought that was really cool and fun. Um, so I actually have two things that I recommend um, for annual pass holders that are new. The one thing is I did see the new version of Disney's Enchantment at Magic Kingdom Park. Um, I know this is maybe a little bit more of the basic stuff, um, but it is new, and I don't know how many people really knew about it. But... They added maybe like an extra two to three minutes at the beginning of the show, and then they tweaked something at the end. I highly recommend if you have, you know what, however you feel about Enchantment, I highly recommend you returning to Magic Kingdom and watching it. The beginning gives you the chills. They do a really great job tying, um, they do a really good job of making it feel like a 50th anniversary fireworks show. And there's just one part at the end that's just incredible and I love it. And it might be one of my favorite parts of any Disney fireworks show that I've seen. It's the smallest little piece. So if you do get to go, um, you know, let me know if you can catch it. But it's a small little piece at the end with a, a super familiar face that um, a lot of Disney fans love dearly. So um, I really enjoyed it. I think it made my experience with the show much better. And I already want to go back and see it again because I thought it was that much of an improvement. It's no happily ever after, but it is fun. I I feel like it it almost makes the show feel like a must-see now. I mean, I, I'm always a big firework person, so I always feel like the nighttime spectaculars are must-sees. But now I think there's a little bit more emphasis because it really does feel like a 50th anniversary show. And it was fun. After the fireworks, we got to go on Splash Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Um, and we got stuck on Splash for like 10 minutes, which was great, uh, being in my favorite ride and stuck on it. Unfortunately, we did not get evacuated, but um, but I did get to take a selfie with, uh, with uh, I think it was Br'er Rabbit and Br'er Fox. So that was fun. Another thing that was new that I didn't know about, but there were new characters added to Turtle Talk with Crush. Um, Nemo is in it. There's... I, the, I'm not a big Finding Nemo person or Finding Dory person, but there's a whale character. There is a few characters added to Turtle Talk with Crush, and I really enjoyed it. I thought the additions were great. Um, being able to see a little bit more interactions on the screen, especially if you have a quieter group is good, just being that you could interact with more than just Crush. I mean, I love Turtle Talk with Crush. I think it's so funny. Um, I know it's geared towards children, but honestly, sometimes it feels like <laughs> the show takes the direction of you get to hear how these children think, and then it's funny to you hearing that, and then funny the way Crush reacts, so 
I thought it was great. I enjoyed it a lot. And just seeing the new characters there, I don't know. It was it was extra fun. It's something I haven't done in a while. It's never the same experience. So if you haven't been to Turtle Talk with Crush in a while, I highly recommend. It's always a blast. And now with the new characters. And I don't know. The new characters could have been there for years, and I just didn't know about it. This is my first time probably doing it in definitely since pre-COVID. And I don't, couldn't even tell you when I did it then. Um, so highly recommend but all right, I'm going to go in the order, honestly, of, of the weekend. Um, so I'm going back to Thursday, and let's start with the Grand Floridian. Stayed at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort. Um, this was Sam's dream staycation. She's always wanted to stay at the Grand. And going back to when I had talked about um, – when I've talked about renting DVC points, um, I found a really great deal for the Grand Floridian. Sam was planning on visiting here. I asked Sam and Lindsay, do you want to do it? Honestly, in a joking way, and they were both down, so we booked it. Um, that's why I highly recommend you know, looking into renting DVC points because a lot of times if you're looking for a more affordable rate, you could find them there, and uh, I thought we found we got a pretty good rate. So we stayed at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort in the DVC building. Um, with the brand new, newly renovated Mary Poppins room, and we had a blast. Previously, I enjoy, we stayed Lindsay and I stayed at the Grand Floridian Resort back in 2019 with some friends, and we had fun. You know, we enjoyed it. Um, normally, when I when we stay at a resort, I like to eat dinner at that resort. Um, try to do a minimum of at least one dining at that resort, um, if possible. Breakfast and dinner. Uh, breakfast the second day, dinner the first day. Um, but the time we went, we did hoopty do review, so we. And I love Hoopty Doo. I mean, Hoopty Doo is one of my favorite experiences on Disney property. Um, and we had a blast that night. Uh, the only thing is, you know, the, A, the vibes of Hoopty Doo Review are very different of Grand Floridian Resort. And also, we just didn't really get to spend as much time as I would have liked in the Grand, especially the day when you have the room and you can always go back and forth. I just would have liked to have spent more time there, um, which I felt like took took away from some of that experience. And I apologize in advance if you hear some barking. I got Finley and Miko in the background uh, probably going a little crazy. So, but, um, but yeah, so it wasn't, maybe it wasn't the experience I had wanted. I think if I had stayed at Fort Wilderness or Wilderness Lodge would have been a perfect staycation. But, um, you know, missing a lot of time at the resort, we did come back and hang out at the pool that night and then hung out by the pool the next day. But, and we ate at Grand Floridian Cafe, too. It just didn't feel like we were there enough. And for me, it just knocked it down. And I really enjoyed staying at the Grand Floridian then. Um, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would have. But the goal the second time around and Sam's first time was to enjoy it the way we had to. And um, this was it. This Staying at the Grand Floridian Resort... This time around was my second favorite staycation I've ever done. Better than Disney's Vero Beach Resort, better than Disney's Wilderness Lodge, better than Disney's Riviera Resort. And those are some of my top staycations I've ever done. Um, I think what I maybe have expected from this staycation was different than what we did. I don't think we I expected us to go to the parks as much, but we did. Um, but it may it helped enhance that experience. Um 
dinings. I mean, obviously, Disney's Grand Floridian Resort has f- four or five dinings. Narcuzzi's, Citrico's, Grand Floridian Cafe, 1900 Park Fair, and then Victorian Alberts. It's a lot of dining, so there's a lot of places to eat. Um, and we ate at two of the five. Uh, we didn't eat at Enchanted Road, Enchanted Rose, which is the Beauty and Beast-themed lounge there. But it just felt like we had a lot that made this feel like a really good Disney staycation. Um, and it eased right into Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party the following night, which was really nice. Um, so let's talk about it. So first off, the new Grand Floridian Resort Mary Poppins-themed rooms, probably my favorite rooms on property. In the top three, easily. They are stunning. Absolutely beautiful. Perfect. Like, those are the types of rooms that I would be like, these are perfect. Like, perfect Disney rooms. I know there was some pushback on the Incredibles rooms at Disney's Contemporary Resort. I can't really give any feedback because I've never been in them, never stayed in them. Um, but I know some some people aren't a fan of including IP, intellectual properties, um, or movie franchises, into Disney resort rooms. Some folks prefer to have a separate theme specific for the resorts. In my opinion, you're still on Walt Disney World property. Um, this, there should be Disney everywhere. Um, it doesn't have to scream Disney, but there should be Disney everywhere. And that's what I think these rooms do a perfect job of. It is subtle Disney in a very elegant way, more elegant than the previous rooms that were pretty outdated, um, using a more, like, elegant character in Mary Pop. Like, it just fits perfectly. Um, The rooms are super clean, but they also have a lot of uh, little details. Going back to Mary Poppins, there's some really good picture frames. Um... It, it just works really well. The bathroom is beautiful. Something that I really like about this bathroom, opposed to some other Disney bathrooms, is that you have like the actual bathroom and shower in one little section, and then you could have the other section with double sinks to, um, to get ready, which was really nice. But And it was great. We had a balcony. We were facing uh, Disney's Polynesian Resort, which was really nice. Um, just, I, there was really nothing I could complain about the rooms. Like they truthfully are in my top three. I would probably lean towards number one. Um, but it was fantastic. Pool. I, I like the pool at the Grand Floridian Resort. Um, we always try to spend as much time as we can by the pool. We didn't this time just because the weather, unfortunately, um, it started to storm in the middle of the day. So we weren't able to spend as much time, but, um, Still spend time by the pool. It's a nice but small pool. Um, this is the main pool. And then this, there's a side pool that is much bigger. I like doing the main pool, at least to start the day. They have a nice pool bar, which is solid. I think there's some better pool bars out there. Personally, like I prefer the boardwalk poolside bar. I prefer the poly poolside bar. Um, but there are still some solid drinks there. Um, the water slide is pretty good. I always like to ride the water slide on the main pools of every resort. But um, overall, the pool's fine. It I don't think it's anything crazy. Mainly just size is the biggest issue. If it's a crowded pool, you're going to feel it. Um, but 
for someone who maybe is looking for a little bit more elegant experience by the pool, they do have cabanas that you could rent out um, with a server. So that's really nice that if you do want more of that upscale vibe, it's there. And the pool is definitely very, very nice. Like you, some Disney pools, um, including just the second Grand Floridian Resort pool, you can tell it's a little bit more outdated. This one is like, you can tell it's very much like a modern, very fancy, elegant pool. Um, so we enjoyed it. And speaking of um, elegant, I think, and this is part of my reasoning why I wasn't super excited in my first time staying at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort, is I felt like it was going to be too uppity. I felt like I wasn't going to fit in. I felt like it was just too fancy, and I would feel out of place, and I wouldn't like it for that reason. My first time staying there, I had realized that wasn't the case. This time, even more so, I felt like that wasn't the case. Like, um, I felt very comfortable. It was a very homey resort. And I know that tons of people have been to the Grand Floridian Resort. But I feel like when you stay there, you have a different experience and you can really understand what does it feel like actually staying there. Um, but it felt very comfortable. So if that ever is a worry for you, like, am I going to feel out of place? I don't think that's a worry at all. I think you feel very comfortable. Um, one part that I really – I didn't think I was going to appreciate about the parks or about – Disney's Grand Floridian Resort that I appreciated a lot this time was the convenience of getting to the parks. Now, it's a staycation. We're only there for one day. So we don't normally – normally, we wouldn't even go to the parks, truthfully. Um, or we spend very limited time there because it's a staycation. We only have so much time at the resort. But being in such – like the fact that we could take a boat, monorail, and walk to Magic Kingdom – it just you wanted to be at the park, you know. When there was times where you didn't have much to do, you wanted to go explore. You wanted to be able to have the convenience of going to Magic Kingdom because it's not the easiest park to get into. You know, you have to park at Ticket and Transportation Center, walk, then take a monorail or boat. You know, it's a process. So being the closest resort to Magic Kingdom Park, um, you feel like you want to take advantage of that. And we definitely did, and. I'll talk about some of the ways we took advantage of it later on. Um, so overall, it was great. And the last thing is the dinings that we did. So we ate for dinner. I'll start with Citricos. Citricos, again, a Mary Poppins-themed restaurant. Um, all types of elegant food. I got the 12-ounce um, New York strip. Lindsay got a, uh, I think it was like a, a mango citrus uh Mango citrus rib. It, I forget exactly what it was, but the food is actually it was it was pretty good. Um, the portion sizes were fantastic. I mean, you got a lot for your money. It was a great value. The ambiance in the in the restaurant was probably one of the best ambiances of a Disney restaurant in general. It to me is the probably the best ambiance at the Grand Floridian Resort. I really enjoyed. It kind of has like this garden feel um, because you're not overlooking the water. You're just like overlooking the garden portion of the Grand Floridian. Um, and it, it was just a great vibe, really good food. The service was good. Um, so I, I describe it as comfort elegant. It was an elegant restaurant, but not one where you felt like you had to be super dressed up. Not really one that I would say is like a date spot. It's more of like you want something a little bit more upscale. Um, you know you're going to pay a little bit more, but you're not looking 
you're not looking for all the the extra super fancy feel. Um, so I enjoyed it. I actually have it as 22 out of 96. So I, I, we really en- did enjoy this restaurant. Uh, doing a one-night staycation at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort, Citrigos felt like the perfect spot to eat for dinner. It just mimicked our um, our resort room really nicely. The food was good. The service was good. Um, and it also wasn't like a super long dining. Sometimes you go to Ohana, you go to California Grill, and like they're two, two-and-a-half-hour experiences. This room may be there for like an hour maybe an hour and a half. I don't even think that. But um, there was a good pace to it too. Then for breakfast the next morning, we had Grand Floridian Cafe, which I have been, this is my third time going. So I had been for dinner and breakfast. I think I had it at 80 before. I don't know if, I don't know why I had it so low. I, I don't just don't think I necessarily cared for it. But this time I really enjoyed it. Got the brioche French toast, which was really good. The cheesy hash brown hash brown casserole is delicious, and the frozen caramel cappuccino was phenomenal. I mean, all the food was really good. The service was good, um, and Grand Floridian Cafe has a very like old school Grand Floridian atmosphere. Um, so we really enjoyed it. It is breakfast, so it doesn't get a super high knock. But I did move it up thirty spots to fifty out of ninety six. Um, So definitely one of the better Disney breakfast spots on property. It's a great value. It's one of the cheapest restaurants on property. Um, So whether you're staying at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort or you're just looking to visit, um, I highly recommend it. And for someone who's staying there, I feel like breakfast is a must. I mean, I just feel like the Grand Floridian Cafe has become like a staple for anyone staying at the Grand's. But we really enjoyed it. We loved, loved, loved staying at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort. Um, my number two staycation, probably now in my top five resorts on property. It just being around the resort a lot, it just really enhanced the experience. Um, something we really got to take advantage of that I loved was early entry. So if you're unaware, all Disney Resort guests are able to enter the theme park every day of the week, 30 minutes before park open. So, of course, we took advantage of that. Woke up at 6.30 on Friday um, for to get to the park for when it would open at 7.30 for resort guests and then 8 a.m. for the public. Um, realized that the monorail opens at 7 a.m., so we rope dropped the monorail. I didn't know that was a thing. And for a lot of people, this is really early, but this was so worth it. Um, we were, you know, we were doing Mickey's not so scary Halloween party that night, but we had gotten so much done with early entry that we felt like we didn't have much to do during the Halloween party. Um, so I'll tell you, I wrote down all of what we waited throughout, um, throughout. So it wasn't just the early entry. So we had gotten there at seven 30 and left at nine 30. So the park was open for the public for about an hour and a half, but when you're there that early, especially on a part on a party day, Magic Kingdom ends up being really slow. I mean, I was looking at the wait times today while we were at Disney's Hollywood Studios, and I mean, there's a lot of walk-ons, a lot of 10, 15-minute wait times because people just don't want to waste a park ticket and have to leave by 6 p.m. with no fireworks. So on that on that Friday morning, we had walked on to Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, five-minute wait for Peter Pan's flight, 
walk on um for Winnie the Pooh, walk on for Space Mountain, walk on for Astro Orbiter, walk on for Under the Sea, walk on for Haunted Mansion, and a 10-minute wait for Jungle Cruise. We had ridden eight attractions, right? Eight attractions and waited max 10 minutes. Six of the eight were walk-on. Literal walk-ons. Like, you literally got there and walked right into your seat. Um, So if you are staying on Disney property, I cannot recommend it more. And I apologize. You're probably hearing Finley going crazy. I don't know. They're probably hearing me record my podcast, and they're getting excited just talking about it. But um, it was great. Highly, highly recommend early entry for the parks. Um, yeah, we found a ton of value and it just freed up what we were able to do at Mickey's not so scary Halloween party, um, really gave us a little bit more flexibility of what to do. And we did try the Binks tale when we were at the, um, when we went for early entry, which, um, it's at the Cheshire cafe. It is a, um, it is a, it's actually was a, like a bear claw with a little white chocolate Binks um, bar on it. So it was pretty good. Um, nothing out of the ordinary, not something that I would necessarily go out of your way for. Um, we did get a little snack before going back to the Grand Floridian Resort and trying Grand Floridian Cafe. But then we had, a, we had some time to relax, and then, of course, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Um... We did that Friday night, and if Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party is one of my favorite events of the year. Um, we have Lindsay and I have been going every year since 2016. So we had gone 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. There wasn't one in 2020, but we did go to. Um, it was Mickey's Not So Not. I they were oh it was Mickey's Boo Bash I think last year which did not include any live entertainment like Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party does. Um, But you were able to continue trick-or-treating. There were cavalcades, and there was some some special entertainment, but it it wasn't like the full-fledged party. Overall, um, and I'll I'll get into the specifics as we talk about it, but overall I was a little disappointed about this year's uh, version of the party. Now, I'm not saying that if this is something you want to do to skip it, but if you're some, you know, you're someone who might be on the fence about it, or you've done it in previous years and you're contemplated doing it again this year, I'd reconsider truthfully, and I'll talk through it. But my biggest criticisms were the crowds. Out of all the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween parties I've gone to, and there are times in years where I've gone to multiple nights in one year, I have never seen the crowds this busy. Um, Sitting there for Boo to You parade was packed. Um, the Hocus Pocus Spectacular show was packed. Um, the fireworks show was packed. I mean, everything was so crowded. It honestly felt like a regular Magic Kingdom Park day. It, you know, back back when I first went in 2016, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party truly felt like an after hours event. You know, the park was slower, and wait times still weren't bad. I mean, it's. It's definitely, in terms of like getting on attractions, slower um, than your typical park day. However, it was busier than you wanted it to be. Um, and part of it was probably we had woken up at 
6.30 that day, and we had ridden all the rides we wanted to do, and we just wanted to do some of the party-exclusive things. Um, but it was still disappointing. It was just disappointing to kind of have that experience with the crowds. Um, and it didn't help. We, we did have bad weather, so the first two Hocus Pocus Spectacular shows were canceled. The first Booty U Parade was canceled. Um, so luckily, all... Our friends Alex and Sabrina also joined us, so it was the five of us. The five of us all caught the uh, the fireworks went on at ten fifteen. We caught Booty U Parade at eleven fifteen. Um, but then just me, Alex, and Sabrina, the three of us, we had stayed for the final Hocus Pocus Spectacular show at midnight, which usually I do. Um, lately, I haven't just because you would have. 10.15 fireworks, 10.45 Hocus Pocus, 11.15 Booty U. Unfortunately, we didn't get to decide that it would be canceled. But um, did get to catch the midnight one, which I was super excited about. Um, but yeah, the, the crowds were just unfortunate. Um, you know, the it also seemed like there just wasn't as many entertainment options. Um, so, the, I mean, there were... In terms of like character meet and greets, you could tell it lessened. Um, I did get I only just myself. I met Jack and Sally, which for me is a must. I've met Jack and Sally every Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party, or at least out of the years I go, at least once per year if I've gone to multiple parties. Um, so I did meet them. And pro tip: whether or not you're contemplating on meeting them. If you get there exactly at 4 and go right to them, they will start meeting around 4.30. So you can actually meet them before the party even officially starts, which I thought was great. Um, the line was incredibly long. Like I, I'd consider myself getting in pretty early, and I still waited about an hour and 15 minutes to meet them. Um, so if you're straggling in at like 5 o'clock and you get in that line, you're probably waiting at least two, three hours. So if that's something you can get out of the way early, get it done. It's worth it. Get to, you know, the Magic Kingdom gates at, you know, 3.15. Wait, you know, they'll let you in at 4 and you just go right there. It will save you party time. Um, and Jack and Sally were still wonderful as always. It did seem that when I approached um, when I approached them, there were some issues with the camera. So they were probably trying to speed up the line a little bit. But Jack and Sally were excited about my tattoo with all my Nightmare Before Christmas characters, um, Sally just promised that I make sure I keep Oogie in check since he's tattooed on my leg. Um, but overall, outside of that, I didn't really see many other character meet and greets. I mean, I know Elvis Stitch is there. You get uh, Tigger, Pooh, Eeyore, and Piglet in their Halloween costumes. You do get the Fab Five that are around the parks in their Halloween costumes, um, Aladdin and Abu. I think I already said Elvis Stitch, but not as many as you would expect. I didn't see any villains roaming around. Um, so definitely was a bit bummed about that. Um, I'm not sure if we would have waited for characters, but you never know until you you see them, and especially if the crowd levels aren't that bad. One thing I was surprised about was how highly coveted the merchandise was. Um, Sam and I really wanted this Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party exclusive t-shirt, and we got it. Um, but man, we they said they were releasing it at 7 o'clock, and at 7 o'clock, it was a madhouse in the Emporium. I mean, the Emporium's the only place that sells the merchandise, and as they were coming, you know, bringing the merchandise out, they were gone in seconds. They were restocking, but it was just 
the crowd levels to get the merchandise was insane. It was like Black Friday on steroids. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. Um, and it was, it was insane. Um, so if you are looking for merchandise there, I know it sucks, but maybe wait till like 730, then get it. Definitely get it earlier in the party. Um, if you do get that exclusive t-shirt, it does run really small and it's short. So maybe size up. Um, I know I did, you know, I was a little worried and I was looking, I'm like, this looks really short. Um, so definitely, um, definitely, you know, take care of that when you can. So let me talk about my must-dos. Of course, fireworks. Fireworks are fun. Uh, Jack does come out, and I love hearing This is Halloween on the castle with the fireworks. It is not my favorite fireworks show. Um, it's fine. I really like that Jack is out there, and he looks great. Um, it's probably my least favorite special tea entertainment of the night. Um, then I really recommend the Hocus Pocus Spectacular show. It's about a 20, 25 minute show. So it's pretty long and you get to see the Sanderson sisters. You get to see villains like Oogie Boogie, Dr. Facilier, Maleficent, Jafar, Hades, and more come out. Um, and it's just a really fun show with really good music. Um, the production for it is great. Like it's, it's one of the best stage shows out there, in my opinion, and it might even be the best stage show at Walt Disney World Resort. Um, it is really good. It is so much fun. I don't think I remembered it to be as fun as it was. I think once I... You now I was a little mopey-gropey at midnight. You know, some things had been canceled. The weather, the crowds. But um, I immediately thought it was worth it that I stayed. So I was really happy. And then, of course, the highlight, Booty You Parade. Booty U is incredible. It's one of the best parades Disney has. The music is catchy. It's fun. It's good. You get to see so many characters. It's a fairly long parade. Um, and it just, it really gets you in the Halloween spirit. I have always enjoyed Booty U. Um, and I, I love it. It's great. I was a little bummed about the crowd levels. So if you are interested in seeing Booty U, um, I always recommend the 1115 because it's typically less busy. Unfortunately with us, our 915 was canceled, which probably played a part in it being busier. But um, just get a spot a little early, especially if you want to be close by. And of course, we did try some specialty snacks. So I did try the peanut butter M&M churros. Those are located, if you're facing Cinderella Castle, to the left in a snack cart. Those are actually really good. They, in my opinion, are the best churros Disney's had recently that actually taste somewhat like a Disneyland churro. Which, if you've ever had a Disneyland churro, you know they're they're the best of the best. But these churros were really good. Um, so if you're just waiting for fireworks, grab them. The other thing I did get the what has gone viral now the almond corn cake. Um, I feel like I'm gonna have the it's corn song stuck in my head after you know eating it. But it looks like literally corn on the cob, but it's actually an almond cake and it's really good. I was trying to understand why so many people were wanting this snack. Um, it didn't really appeal to me when I first saw it in the Disney Foodie Guide, but um, it was really good. I was really impressed, really enjoyed it, and if you're going to go to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, I feel like it's a must-get snack. It's located at Pecos Bills. Um, do get it earlier in the party though, because from what I've heard, it does sell out, uh, fairly early in the party. So highly, highly recommend. 
Um, one other thing, just bouncing back to Boo to you. If you were looking to see Max uh, dressed up as Powerline in that dance party, I didn't know it only occurred on Main Street USA, which I'm usually the one who finds out about a lot of these things, but I did, I did not catch that memo. So um, if you are looking to see Max's Powerline, uh, make sure you to watch Boo to You Parade on Main Street USA. I know we were a little disappointed to find out. You know, we were right in front of the castle. We didn't see him, um, and we were a little bit bummed. So um, just make sure, you know, but it's still a fun party. It's not that I want to tell anyone not to go because we did, we did have fun. Just some of, you know, some things were out of Disney's control, unfortunately. Some things, you know, really just the crowds, you know, the wait, wait time just to get, like, food took forever. Like Sam, Alex, and Sabrina waited about 15 minutes just for a pretzel, which felt insane. Um, so, but the trick-or-treating was fun. I mean, trick-or-treating is always fun. All the cast members are great. Um, so, Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. I mean, it, nothing really has changed, you know, from previous years outside of Max's power line. And if you're not going to be on Main Street, you're not really going to see him. Um, you're not going to see him. And unfortunately, just less entertainment options. So, I will say, it was my least favorite Mickey's not so scary Halloween party that I've done. But I'm still happy I did it. You know, it's still the perfect way for me to kick off. Um, perfect way to kick off Halloween season. And, um, you know, if you're going, I, you know, I would love to hear what other people feel about the party. Um, if you have any questions about it, let me know too. You know, first timers, we dressed up, and I probably should have mentioned that, we dressed up as the Wildcats. So we dressed up as our own version of High School Musical characters, which was fun. We've kind of done this like t-shirt and shorts type costumes the past two years since we've gone in September and it's still hot and just to avoid like the excessive sweating. But um, I think next year we might get a little bit more creative. Our Disney Channel game shirts that we did last year were a little bit more of a crowd pleaser than the than the Wildcats. Um, I also did not think that dressing up as a Wildcat would make me have to sing the whole night. So uh, I, wasn't th- I was not thrilled about that part. But if you're going, you know, Get dressed up, have fun with it, meet Jack and Sally, do all the live entertainment, um, and let me know if you have questions about it, because I still do love Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. I'll still do it next year. I just really hope that uh, some of this crowd control comes into play, and you know you don't have these really packed parties, because it just makes, a, makes the experience not as good. Um, but Saturday, I didn't do the parks, but Sunday and today, we did them, and I'm pooped, but... um. It was fun. I realized – I don't think I ever realized that because um, I'm more of a night person. I'd prefer to go to the parks at night. But um, I realized Epcot, if you're looking to get attractions done and you go first thing at open, you will get a lot done. Uh, you could probably wipe out the park. Disney's Hollywood Studios, not as easy. I still think Hollywood Studios, you really – you truly need the whole day to do everything. Um, but we'll see what we get done tonight. I'm hoping that we could get – you know. Tower of Terror, uh, Rock and Roller Coaster, maybe Slinky Dog Dash, um, some of the other favorites. I literally, as we're talking, I still have my magic band on, um, you know, getting ready after dinner, go back and enjoy more uh, fun in the parks. But I, I felt like I needed, I feel like I needed to talk about all these fun experiences while I'm still in the Disney mood. Um, and, you know, just kind of in that vibe of like constantly going to the parks. Well, so let's talk about some of the other things, you know, had food throughout the weekend. Um, so let's talk. I did try some new food and wine or the only new food and wine item that we really 
I should say that I had an opportunity to try was Lindsay and Sam got the mimosa flight, which is pretty good. There was a pog juice uh, mimosa that was good. There was a key lime pie one, which was pretty solid, and then like a cranberry one, which was solid. Um, I'm not – I like mimosas. I, I probably wouldn't get it at food and wine personally. I'm more of like if I want a mimosa, like I want to be – sitting down at a brunch not necessarily walking around a theme park but if you're a mimosa person they're good they're enjoyable um and they're pretty good pretty good portion size i think it was like 14 dollars. you get three pretty pretty decently sized glasses so um you could find that simmering sips at the uh near the port of entry um Lindsay was recommending and this is non-food and wine items but she's been recommending this vikings coffee in norway so we got the Vikings coffee um, and the Norwegian Kringla, which is like a bread-looking pretzel thing with chocolate sauce. It was okay. Um, the Vikings coffee was fun. It was good. I think if you're looking for like a dessert drink at Epcot, it's a good option. Um, I don't know how to really put into words what it tastes like. Lindsay says it tastes like a chocolate milkshake. I don't know if I really taste that since it's lighter than what a chocolate milkshake would be. But whatever you would expect a dessert frozen drink to be would be that. Um, it doesn't taste like coffee whatsoever, but it, it's a good like dessert drink. Like If you're looking for something maybe early in the morning, you're like, I want to wanna drink around the world. I had my margarita at Mexico, and now I want something. I do think the Vikings coffee, um, it's light. It's not strong at all, so you can... You can enjoy it and still feel like it's it's the morning. Um, as we're walking around the World Showcase, I tried for the first time the pizza window in Italy. And I've always been like uh, when it comes to fat, like quick food at um, it, the Italy Pavilion, I've been against it. Like I won't go to food and wine and grab anything at that pavilion. Um, I'm, I mean I, I think Via Napoli solid. I like Tutto Italia more. But I said that I would try the pizza window if it reopened, and it was open. So I got myself a margarita slice, and I would not recommend. <laughs> um, I I mean, I'm not really a big like pizza in the park type person. I guess if you want pizza in the park, the right place to go to is probably Via Napoli, even though I'm not the biggest fan of it. Um, but it 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 was it was. It was whatever. I, I wouldn't get it. I mean, it's a good size. Like, it, the portion size is great. Um, but I'd probably recommend skipping it. Looks like Miko and Finley now, they're, they're having a barking battle. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then I got my Apple Blossom Sky again, which I cannot recommend enough if you're looking for a good um, – if you're looking for a good drink in Canada, nice frozen apple cocktail – uh, the Apple Blossom Sky is actually really good. I've gotten it twice now, um, and I've really enjoyed it. But we did get some. We do do some other sit downs outside of the Grand Floridian Resort. Um, last night at the Mexico Pavilion, we had La Hacienda de San Angel, which I know I've done this review before already. But um, man, is it good! It's it's the, literally my second favorite restaurant on property. It is fantastic. The Alhambra de Res is incredible. It's basically a steak fajita bowl with uh, tortillas. 
and it's so good and so fresh. Um, the chips and guacamole are good. Their queso fundido is delicious. You have the most beautiful view of Harmonious. Um, and the service is excellent. I mean, we had our server named Mario. He was great, super nice, um, very helpful with the menu. Just the type of person that you want to serve you. And he was incredible. I'm telling people from now on, if you go to Epcon, you're looking for good food, La Hacienda de San Angel is it. It's by far the best restaurant at Epcot. Um, it's by far the best restaurant within a Disney park. It is so good, yet no one really knows about it. Um, but so far, everyone that I've ever recommended to go there or that I've taken with me has loved it. So if you're looking for a really good like Epcot meal, La Hacienda de San Angel is the way to go because it's incredible. And then this morning, we went to Oga's Cantina. This is our – so we did La Hacienda. That was our fourth time at La Hacienda, and Oga's was our f- third time. But Sam wanted to experience it for the first time, so we did it. Um, we just got mocktails. Normally, I get the Fuzzy Tauntaun there, which is really good. Um, the, like, kick to it is that there's, like, a – some, like, bubbly thing that really numbs your – like numbs your mouth and numbs your tongue like as you're drinking it and it's good like i like the fuzzy tauntaun um but it was 10 a.m and also i mean the, the drinks are pretty pricey in ogas um so we had mocktails i had the java juice which was actually really good um and they had i can't think i forget what they had they had a um i'm drawing a blank i can't remember what they had their drink was solid though um, the Java juice was good. I enjoyed it, especially as someone who likes Pog juice because it had a similar taste. Personally, I think if I'm going to Oga's, like I would, and if I was ever to go back, which I'm sure I will, I'd get an alcoholic drink. I just think they're, you get more for your money. Um, it's, the mocktails are good for someone who, someone who doesn't want an alcoholic beverage. Like they are good. I do think they're a little overpriced for something that's non-alcoholic. Um, but you, you're paying for the experience too. You, you get DJ Rex, you get just the whole Oga's atmosphere and it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I do enjoy going personally. If I were to go back, I would just get an alcoholic drink. Um, hard to really rank this high on my list since it's just drinks and I'm not the biggest star Wars fan. So while I do enjoy the atmosphere, it's just, there's a lot of restaurants that obviously I value more and would prefer to go back to. Um, so I have this as 74 out of 96 in my restaurant. So had, you know, La Hacienda remained at two. I had Citricos that ended up really high on my list. Uh, Grand Floridian Cafe jumped 30 spots, but uh, Oga's ended up remaining the same, which isn't really surprising. I wasn't expecting a mocktail to really bring down the experience or really lift it up. But now we're waiting to go. We're going to go back to Disney's Hollywood Studios, ride some new rides, and then That'll be it. That's all I'm going to have for content for the weekend. Um, so I hope, you know, if you haven't, if you're not following on Instagram, go to add journey into Paul's imagination. I have posted a lot of stuff from this weekend, including pictures of the Grand Floridian Resort rooms. Um, you can see pictures from Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. And feel free, I'm going to post a poll this week. Ask any questions that you might have about these experiences. You know, whether it be food, whether it be you know, staying on property, renting DVC points. What questions do you have about the Grand Floridian Resort? What questions do you have about Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party? I would love to take this time to answer those questions. Um, what makes 
doing this podcast so fun is when I can interact with you all and be able to help you and your next visit to Disney, whenever that may be. Um, so I'm having a blast. This weekend has been incredible. It's been nice to have Sam come down and visit. Um, and just for the three of us to go around gallivanting around the parks, relaxing at the grand new experiences, old experiences. Um, it's always a good time and I'm, I'm excited. I still got a little bit more. So, uh, I'm sure I'll share, share some stuff on social media, but, um, but it was, it was a great weekend. I hope you all enjoy hearing a little bit more about like these parties and staying at a resort. Um, I know Disney's Grand Floridian Resort especially has always been a dream for so many people. Um, and I know people, uh, you know, let's be honest, a lot of people I'm sure are turned off by the price, but there are ways to make it happen. Um, and do it. You know, I, I've always kind of had this motto that you only live once. So do what you want to do. Enjoy your life to the fullest. Um, I think, you know, ever since I moved to Orlando and started going to the parks, I've kind of been able to do that and I've appreciated it more. Um, so I hope that you all are able to do it, experience some of the experiences that you want. And, um, would love to answer any questions that you have about some of these experiences that I've done or anything that connects to it. Next week's going to be fun because uh, I'm going to Halloween Horror Nights for the first time next week, so I'm super pumped because um, Halloween Horror Nights is one of my favorite events of the year. Um, I don't know if we'll talk about it next week with D23, but I'm excited for that, and I'll sure be posting about it. Um, but next episode, we're going to have so much D23 to talk about. Um, I'm really hoping we get some really cool new announcements i'm hoping we get some updates on uh, moana journey of the water some uh updates on phantasmic reopening and we also have remember on thursday cars on the road uh pinocchio are releasing so there's some good stuff coming up next week um and for a lot of us hopefully we have a short work week this week so Enjoy your week. Happy Labor Day weekend. Go relax. Enjoy this podcast. Let me know if you have any questions, and I will see you next week as we talk about D23.